1: Talk, big opinions, the panel. Uh, guy out uh, with us this morning, as is Aiden McLaughlin. Uh, Aiden uh, out of uh, Havelock North. Uh, Aiden, uh, good uh, good morning to you. Uh, how did you fare during the cyclone?
0: Uh oh, morning, Smithy. Morning, Guy. Um, we were we were pretty lucky actually. We had a bit of damage in the back and A small tree came down, but. Uh, by and large, we were we, we were pretty good. Um, unfortunately, the family a couple of days later then got COVID, so uh, we've been a little bit restricted in what we could do to help people since last weekend. But um, but yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people far far worse off than us. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't think we've heard the worst of it by a long stretch just yet either, Aiden. Um, so let's move on to some um, some more positive things uh, if we can, including uh, the Black Caps uh, against uh, England. Today, um, it sounds like a green pitch down there. So, what are you expecting?
0: <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise, uh, and hopefully the weather is a little bit better than was predicted as well. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think we all know what's going to happen if whoever wins the toss, don't we, Smithy? You know, it's uh, one of those ones you're going to want to have a bowl on, but. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, we know England's intentions, that's not going to change. Um, it also sounds like there's going to be very minimal changes to the Blackcaps line-up. Um, Matt Henry coming back in will be one, but it seems there won't be anything else. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, the conditions will definitely play a part. It'll be very different to the day-night test we experienced last week. There won't be that advantage of bowling under, uh, under floodlights. Uh, with the pink ball, but um, certainly, yeah, there's an advantage to be had for whoever wins the toss today, i suggest.
1: Guy Havelt is uh, with us this morning. Good, good morning to you, sir. Um, I, I just wonder, Guy, um, in terms of the media, uh, is it easier to deal with England or the Black Caps, or are they both pretty forthcoming?
2: Interesting question. Uh, morning, Smithy, Morning, Aidan. Yeah. Um, they're both pretty good. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I love dealing with the cricketers is because uh, more often than not, they're, they're very easy to deal with. You, you kind of get what you want. They're not, um, they're not trying to block you from filming certain things. I mean, when you go to a lot of rugby sessions, from a TV point of view, when you go to a lot of rugby sessions, you can't film X, Y and Z You can only film the first 15 minutes of, of training And it's so boring them tying up their shoes And that sort of thing So uh, that's one reason why I very much prefer the cricket Because you get to see a bit more um, But yeah, no, both teams pretty easy to deal with um, uh, And yeah, it's been a, From that point of view It's been a, a good tour so far
1: So what are you expecting um, What are you you're expecting yourself from this? You, you see a change in attitude If anything else from New Zealand Or are they going to sit back and hope here?
2: Well, there has to be a change of attitude. If there's not a change of attitude, they're going to get exactly the same result. Um, They were, I mean, we've spoken about it many a time, haven't we, Smithy? Um, This day was coming uh, in terms of New Zealand cricket and the Black Caps and a struggle ahead, I think, for for probably a few years in in the uh, the red ball format anyway. Look, I, I can't see much changing, I've got to be honest, uh, particularly if they lose the toss and they're put in on, on what is a pretty green track. We all know at the base and it will move around for a bit initially, um, and after a few days, if they get some sun on it, it will brown out and it will become a, a pretty decent batting surface. But officially, um, I just still don't know if this Black Caps batting side is, is up to facing uh, that very strong, um, very well-proven England bowling attack that they've got. Uh, I worry still a lot about um, a lot of the batting lineup. Obviously, there are players there who are solid enough, but um, if you lose two or three of them, then um, I just don't know the other guys, um, you know, the likes of, of, of uh, Nichols in the middle order there. Um, and, you know, even, even I know Daryl Mitchell better well in that, in that second innings uh, the other day, but there wasn't much really riding on it. We need more from those guys. Uh, if this Black Caps team is going to be a chance in this test, um, and we need more from even from the bowlers as well. I know they that wasn't their fault. The Black Caps lost that test, but um, yeah, they need more across the park. So in terms of what I'm expecting, uh, probably more of the same. To be honest, I think it'll be a two-nil series defeat.
1: Hey, Card, I, I, I really don't think that they can go. Um, At more than six and over, um, I just don't think that works because England only have to bat 50 overs to get 300. That'll be enough. Um, So uh, let's uh, look at uh, Aidan. Gary Stead, uh, looking from the outside, Gary Stead and Tim Southey under any pressure at all here?
0: Well, I don't think Tim Southey is uh, under as much pressure as Gary Stead. Gary Stead's been there a long time now, and um, I guess every coach, every captain has their shelf life. Uh, Gary Stead's been there a number of years. He's gone through a couple of World, World Cup cycles now. So, um, and now with with results declining pretty rapidly, you'd have to say he's under a lot more pressure than a, a new captain in Tim Sally. But equally, you know, Tim's come in, and um, it's going to take him a bit of time to, to do things uh, exactly his way. But he, the last thing he wants is to kick off with a, a series defeat at home, his first series defeat in, I think, six, seven years. So, um, so yeah, he'll be feeling pressure as well. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. We, we talk a lot about uh, the All Blacks coach, and we'll probably talk about that in a minute. But uh, before you know it, it's going to be the end of a, a World Cup cycle for New Zealand cricket as well, and I think there'll probably be a decision made after then about Potentially keeping Gary set on in, in one role, but maybe uh, a different white ball coach. But um, but yeah, he, he's got to be feeling the pressure because the results simply aren't happening and the performance are, decl- are declining rapidly as well. Guy, I
1: asked uh, John Hart, we had him on, um, principally about the New Zealand Golf Open, of course, which starts next week, but I asked him right at the very end, I said, um, <clears throat> how, how do you think that uh, the uh, the Ian Foster saga um, has been handled. He had a one sentence answer. He said, I think it's been handled very poorly by the media and I hope it's resolved soon. What do you make of that?
2: Very interesting comment. I, I don't quite know um, what the media has done wrong in all of this. Um, uh, we've got people talking left, right and centre. I, I think who it's, been handly, hand, who, who it's been handled poorly by is New Zealand rugby. Um, they are the only ones at the moment who are sitting back and doing absolutely nothing, well, in, in terms of the public eye anyway. Um, behind the scenes they might be, but they there's, there are rumours all over the place. Um, there are people talking. You know, Ian Foster, it's got to the point so much that he felt he had to come out and say what he said. Um, if that's the media's fault that, that it's getting to this point, um, then, I, I, yeah, I cannot agree with that, and obviously... I would probably say that because I am in the media. But how can it not be, can it not be New Zealand rugby's fault at where this is all at? We've got a, a head coach of the All Blacks who doesn't know what the hell he's going to be doing um, in a few months' time. He doesn't know if he'll be the coach or not. He's probably starting to question whether he'll still be the coach at the World Cup. Um, you know. And then we've got a guy who is supposedly the front runner to be the next All Blacks coach, who has come out as, and said what he said. Um, and meanwhile, we've still got New Zealand Rugby, who we're told uh, had a board meeting, or they, they definitely did had a, have a board meeting in the last day or two. They're still yet to come out and say anything about what even happened there. They're yet to comment on the situation. And in the meantime, we've got everyone talking, um, whether, these, you know, whether what people are saying is, is true or, you know, you hear everything is what I'm trying to say. There are so many rumours because New Zealand rugby is just not doing anything to put any of this to bed. They need to hurry up, make a decision, at least make some comments um, and, and put some solidity in place around what is happening with this situation. Otherwise, it's just going to get messier and messier and messier throughout Super Rugby all the way into when the All Blacks play their first test and that cannot afford to happen in a World Cup. I, this is the first time I have felt sorry for Ian Foster throughout this whole thing. Imagine sitting there, Oh, for anyone listening to this right now, imagine sitting there and you are going to your job not wondering, or sorry, wondering if your employer is going to back you or keep you on for the next few months. That is not a nice place for anyone to be in, and if they are not coming out and giving you any solidity either way, that's an even worse place to be in. So I just think it's been handled atrociously by New Zealand rugby so far.
1: Okay, uh, I think the, the thing you do agree with John Harder on is that you hope it's resolved soon. Um, right, it's uh, 10.32. Uh, we'll take a short break uh, for some news from uh, Aroha, then we'll come back uh, with part two of the panel.
0: Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Talk, talk,
1: Aidan McLaughlin with us this morning. Uh, Guy Havel uh, is with us as well. News out of the Basin reserves that Tim Southey has won the toss. And yes, you're right, Aidan McLaughlin. New Zealand will be uh, bowling first. Um, but just heading back to uh, the media side of the process with um, Ian Foster and uh, New Zealand Rugby, what's your take on that?
0: Uh, pretty similar to, to Guy, really. I mean, I yeah, I... For the first time, I've started to feel a little bit sorry for Ian Foster over the last week or so. I mean, as to how the media have handled it, well... With respect, I mean, Ian Foster seems to be the one who has come to Gregor Paul, who has come to Andrew Savile, who has, has uh, asked to speak to them. So he has wanted to get his side of things across. So, um, you know, in terms of it being in the media this week, well, that, that's really down to Ian Foster, it would seem. But equally, you know, given the position that he is in, he has felt backed into a corner by New Zealand rugby and everything else that's going, going on around him, that he's had to do that. So that, that's fair enough. Um, hey, the media are there to to report on things, to ask questions, to report what people are saying. So if Razor Robertson wants to come out and make some comments a few weeks ago um, down in Christchurch, well, of course, that's going to be reported. Uh, You know, he didn't have to say anything there. He chose to. So, so yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I think it's a little bit uh, harsh to blame things on the media and the way they're handling things. Um, Although, I guess, like Guy said, I probably would say that, wouldn't I?
1: Super rugby tonight, Guy uh, Felt. Uh, your team hosts the Chiefs uh, with Damien McKenzie at 10. Nice little battle with Richie looming here. Yeah,
2: very interesting little battle, this one. Um, I think this is where Damien McKenzie belongs, and, and it sounds like, you know, Richie's obviously going to go overseas at the end of the year. Um Boat and Barrett probably will as well, or is going overseas for at least a little while or a year or so. So then you kind of wonder, well, who is going to be, first five for the All Blacks. I would like to see Damien McKenzie given a consistent run at first five throughout the season to the Chiefs. Um, this is his big test and it comes straight away against Richie Moana. If he can um, match up to, to Mawonga and, and still be up to the standard that I suppose he was before he left to go and play overseas, have his little stint overseas, then I think that's promising enough that he could be the guy for the All Blacks going forward. Um, yeah, an intriguing way. To start the season in, in an intriguing way overall in terms of the crusaders against the chiefs it'll be a, it'll be a, a real um, a real gauge i suppose on, on where these two teams are at straight away a uh, great way to start the season
1: yeah, a great way to start the season and indeed uh, for you uh, Aiden McLaughlin um, well, I guess we're in the hurricanes uh, area ourselves we're across to to face the Reds this weekend um, but I'm quite happy that uh, rugbys actually getting started on the field again I think it needs it
0: yeah it always feels a little bit strange when there's still some test match cricket going on and super rugby starting but I think we've got used to that over the years and um but yeah I mean it's it's, it should be an exciting year right it's a world cup year but there's plenty of rugby to be played before before that um so yeah it's good to 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 get the super rugby teams out there and super rugby are picky as well you know starting up and Although it's only a one-match increase on on last season, um, it's going to be good to see see the women out there playing as well. Um, hopefully, in, in years to come, that can expand. Um, but yeah, I think Crusaders Chiefs. It's going to be a really interesting matchup. And I think you know we all expect to be to see certain teams at the top of the standings uh, as the as the season progresses. But I think I think potentially the Chiefs are one of those teams that if they get it on a good run of form, if they uh, you know, keep a, a clean, reasonably clean bill of health and no suspensions. I think they're one of the teams that can really challenge the Crusaders and the Blues on a consistent basis.
1: Aidan McLaughlin and uh, Guy Havelter with us this morning. Going to go straight across to uh, Logan Swinkle's uh, gentleman uh,
0: because he has the New Zealand line-up. Uh, yes, Tom Latham, Devin Conway, Kane Williamson, Will Young... Henry Nichols, Daryl Mitchell, Tom Blunder with the gloves, Michael Bracewell, Tim Southey, Matt Henry, and Neil Wagner. So Blair Tickner and Scott Cougalane are out.
1: Wow. Okay. So Will Young and Henry Nichols. That uh, to me, Guy Havelt says uh, they're very worried about their batting.
2: Yeah, that certainly does. I, I was I was anticipating one of those who would play, but but probably not both of them. Uh, interesting. Look, I think. Um, I think a pretty solid overall team, and, and what, it, it, did I, are there only four bowlers there, have I missed that, or is that right? No, um, four
1: bowlers, which I, four bowlers. Yeah,
2: which I don't actually think is probably too bad at the Basin, um, I don't think this is going to last five days, uh, and so I think they probably gambled on that, or, or maybe gambled on the fact as well that uh, they won't get five days in, even if it does go five days, in the sense that there might be a bit of rain around, so they can miss those bowlers if they need to. Um, yeah, I actually think that's a that's a pretty pretty strong way of going about things on, on what is going to be, initially anyway, a, a, a tough, tough deck to bat on.
1: Well, Aidan McLaughlin, that says to me only three proven bowlers, uh, Wagner, Henry, yeah. Salvi. Yeah. Um, you can't tell me that Michael Brace was a proven test spinner yet.
0: Oh, d- definitely not, uh, 100% not. Um, yeah, I find it intriguing. I think we all kind of came to the realization over the last few days that Henry Nichols would be given another chance, and um, so, so be it. But but to bolster the the, the stocks with all young, yeah, that's a, a really interesting twist to proceedings. It's probably not too many us saw coming, but yeah, I mean, again, Brailsford is uh, is in the in that sort of mid to lower order um, as a strong batting option potentially, but. Um, yeah, he's he's not a, a proven uh, test bowler yet. He's certainly improving. We all can see that. We can see that through um, not only his white ball cricket for New Zealand, but also his test cricket appearances so far. But um, but yeah, just like Mitch Shantler was a few years ago when he was in the team regularly, um, he's not that proven match winner with the ball that, uh, that, that you'd look for with a spinner perhaps.
1: Uh, Guy, just uh, finally, uh, the football fans uh, again last night unable to score a goal, going down 1-0 this time to Argentina, which means they still haven't won on home soil for uh, around 12 years. 12 years, and their next home soil match is the first match of the World Cup. I'm, 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 I've am I'm got to say, I'm hoping for credibility, uh, and that's all in this World Cup. I hope we get it. I didn't
2: watch it. Um, I, I genuinely didn't really care about the result Uh, they are a hard team to watch Uh, and I I mean that with all due respect they are a very hard team to watch they don't score goals they don't play a very um, exciting brand of football to watch Um, yeah they're not for me Uh, this World Cup will be fantastic and I look forward to watching the likes of the USA and England and that sort of thing and and the big teams in women's football but when it comes to the football fans they are so far off the pace um, it's going to be great to have the World Cup here Do not get me wrong uh, But uh, I cannot see the football ferns getting, uh, There were some people who were saying that The football ferns might get out of their group Well I think we might just have to hope that they might score a goal In one of these games uh, As a realistic um, hope for this team At this World Cup
1: Yeah, I think um, I'm very Very concerned. Uh, Aiden. what about you Do you think, uh, do you think the event Will uh, overshadow the fact that uh, One of the co-hosts is Probably not worthy of being there
0: well, I think it will eventually, but equally, you, you kind of need, I think the tournament needs for the host uh, teams to, to put up some sort of show, even if they don't get out of the group. You know, they. it's always important, whatever World Cup, whatever sport you're talking about, there's always that added interest for the host nations. Um, uh, at least this time there's, there's two, I guess, so not all the hopes are riding on the football ferns, but uh, it's pretty, pretty desperate times. No win in eight, seven defeats in, in that time. And I think, you know, if you're gonna be a team that struggles to score and have that spark going forward, then you've gotta be hard to beat. You've gotta be hard to break down. And unfortunately at the moment, not only can they not score goals, but they're conceding lots as well. You know, five nil defeats, for example, against teams that are reasonably similar in the in the world rankings to them. The likes of Portugal I think we're only two places above them. That'll change quite rapidly I'm sure. But um I think they can get two more games in the FIFA window in April uh, and I'm sure that a lot of uh, teams will want to travel to this part of the world given that the World Cup's going to be here a couple of months later so so that's something they can hopefully get a a couple more fixtures uh, tied in and hopefully by then um, we can start to see some improvements because if we don't it could be a very very short tournament for the host nation.
1: I totally agree and they're going to get great crowd support so uh, let's hope they're aware of that. 10.43 here on SENZ. My thanks to uh, Guy Havelt and Aidan McLaughlin uh, this morning for being our panellists. And uh, gentlemen, have a terrific weekend. And we have uh, a real a real um, smorgasbord of sport to, to catch up with this weekend and uh, review on Monday. Thanks, guys.